Hello everybody, this is Paul Jeffries, and yes, this is my podcast, and welcome to it. Well, tis the season for shopping. In this episode, we're going to talk about self-checkouts and how certain stores are actually starting to get rid of them. Also, Santa Claus is dead, and he's buried in a small Italian town. Also, herpes tests for Family Feud contestants. And also, we're going to take a look at some of the worst Christmas songs out there. It seems that when self-checkouts came around about uh, about a decade or so ago, they were seen as a way for retailers to cut labor costs and speed out the uh, checkout process. Uh, a lot of retailers really considered it to be a godsend. Uh, now, when they first started out, many stores used the uh, self-checkouts for express checkouts, meaning, you know, if you had 10 items or less, you know, you could... Uh, you could check them out by yourself in a hurry and it was pretty convenient you know one two three zip 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 and you were out of there uh what happened after a while is that a lot of retailers actually started uh, using the self-checkouts in place of cashiers and in fact in a lot of places the uh, self-checkouts outnumbered cashiers in many of their stores uh, now, that seemed to be the uh, the uh, M.O. for a lot of stores for quite some time, but it seems like a lot of retailers are backtracking on that, at least somewhat, and uh, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, just as a few examples, uh, some uh, Canadian tire store locations in Canada, as well as some Walmarts and uh, Booths, a, a major U.K. grocery chain, they've, uh, they've done away with self-checkouts. Uh, Dwayne Ouellette, who uh, took over the Canadian Tire Store in North Bay last year, uh, said he decided to buck the trend and uh, ditch the store's four self-checkout machines, uh, which had been there for about a decade. Uh, he said that he's not comfortable using them, and he says, I don't think some of my customers are comfortable with them either. And he says, I'd rather my customers see my cashiers, and if there's any questions or concerns, at least there's somebody that they can talk to. Uh, also interesting to note, too, a, a Canadian tire location in Mississauga, Ontario, also recently ditched its uh, self-checkout machines. Uh, in the U.S., uh, th- it seems as though uh, three Walmarts in Albuquerque, New Mexico, also abandoned the uh, self-checkout machines over the past few months. And as we mentioned before, Booths, the uh, supermarket chain in the U.K., uh, they're phasing out their machines, and they've done so in 25 of their uh, 27 stores. A retail advisor by the name of David Ian Gray predicts that more stores will follow suit. Uh, He says that when self-checkouts got introduced, it was heralded as uh, really great technology and it it was uh, supposed to help improve the customer experience. He says, but the truth of the matter is there's actually a lot of friction. That friction includes technical hurdles, like uh, when the machine freezes up due to an unexpected item in the baggage area. And I think we've all ran into that. And then, you know, the uh, the or the employee that's uh, watching over all the self-checkouts, like the, uh, the warden, so to speak, has to come over with uh, his or her little uh, swipe card and... Uh, yeah, swipe it for you and then uh, correct it and then you know you're back to bagging until the uh, next error happens and there's also growing anger uh, with customers having been forced to use self-checkouts and uh there's also uh, one uh, element uh, that the retail industry is not too keen to talk about as well theft According to a recent poll done by the Retail Council of Canada, it says that shoplifting is on the rise, but that uh, it doesn't track self-checkout theft. In July, CBC News asked several major retailers about this type of theft, but none directly answered the question. Uh, it seems as though retailers are more forthcoming in an industry-funded study, which was published in 2022. 
Uh, in this study, 93 retailers across the globe estimated that as much as 23% of their store losses were due to a combination of theft as well as customer error at the self-checkout. And also, a survey commissioned by U.S. personal finance website LendingTree found that out of 2,000 Americans polled online, 15% admitted to stealing at the self-checkout. 21% said they've accidentally taken an item without scanning it. And uh, yeah, how many times has that happened to you as well, too, where it's like you're scanning your items and uh, you think to yourself, uh, okay, did I scan that properly or did I scan that at all? And then you think, well, yeah, whatever. And again, you know, not, not encouraging that type of behavior, just saying, you know, it uh, probably happens to some of us. And actually, uh, going back to the Canadian Tire in North Bay, uh, General Manager Derek Chagrin uh, says that self-checkout theft is, in fact, an issue, but it was only a small part of why the uh, store ditched its machines. He said the main reason was to make way for a new system where all shoppers wait in the same line for the next cashier. Uh, he says the flow was a lot better that way. He says uh, Canadian Tire also carries uh, many big products, uh, such as things like snowblowers, gazebos, and generators that don't really lend themselves to self-checkouts very well. Yeah, they're kind of hard to lift up and, you know, scan, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. They use the wand for that. I'm just being a little bit facetious there. Uh, in England, uh, Booth's managing director, Nigel Murray, told the BBC that self-checkout was ill-suited for the supermarket because it sells numerous unpackaged items that don't have scannable barcodes. Uh, he says that we have a lot of loose produce, a lot of loose bakery items, so it slows the whole process down. He says it makes it uh, really complicated, according to him. Uh, so what's the uh, future of self-checkout? Well, it seems as though, although uh, many stores have removed some of their machines, uh, LendingTree says that uh, self-checkout isn't likely to disappear as many retailers and customers still embrace them. Uh, according to his company's survey, 40% of respondents say they uh, still frequently uh, use self-checkout. Retail advisor David Ian Gray predicts that rather than pull their machines, uh, many retailers may start scaling back or maybe uh, reassessing their uh, stance on that. He says, I think when customers feel that they're being forced into something, it builds up resentment. He also says, I don't think self-checkout is going to go away entirely, but I think we're going to see a lot of retail swing back into a more balanced choice for shoppers. Uh, Dollar General is another store that's joining the growing list of retail chains, reversing its course on self-checkout. Uh, according to CEO Todd Vassos, he said, We started to rely too much this year on self-checkout in our stores. Uh, he says we should be using self-checkout as a secondary checkout vehicle and not a primary one. Dollar General had aggressively expanded self-checkout stations, added them to more than half of its approximately 19,000 stores. The company also piloted stores with only self-checkout options and no cashier lanes. Uh, but Dollar General, which also had skeleton staffing in many of its stores, recently reassigned workers to the front of its stores to ring customers up. The company also revised a self-checkout strategy to improve sales and cut down on merchandise losses known as shrink, uh, which we spoke about before. Uh, shrink not only includes shoplifting, uh, but also includes uh, employee theft as well as damaged products, administrative errors, and online fraud and uh, other factors. And, uh, and of course, you know, uh, obviously uh, customers that uh, maybe don't scan something properly, you know, maybe not intentional theft, but, uh, you know, obviously uh, honest errors. Uh, he goes on to say that it helps on the sales line because we got somebody to meet, greet, and ring up the customer. And he says it also helps on the shrink line because we got somebody at the front end of the store that is always there to monitor. 
Uh, now, this is something interesting to note too. According to a recent article in The Guardian UK, uh, some shoppers are not only just stealing out of what they consider necessity, but some are actually stealing just for the rush of it. In some cases, some customers that can actually afford the items, but uh, just uh, want to steal just for the satisfaction of knowing that they can uh, get away without having to pay for items. Uh, Walmart is actually introducing some numerous strategies to fight against increased theft within its stores. Now, the chain's efforts to stop theft include shutting down select locations and adding a police station to an Atlanta store. Uh, this according to a YouTuber by the name of Squirrel Tribe. Uh, Squirrel Tribe also uh, referred to a U.S. Sun story where it was reported that customers planned to boycott Walmart after the store implemented receipt checks. A Walmart shopper by the name of Barbara Johnson said she would refuse to wait in another line for an employee to check receipts after scanning and bagging all the items herself. Uh, now, Walmart says they don't have a policy that mandates store workers to check the receipts of shoppers before they leave. That's unlike Costco. Uh, one of the studies of retailers in the U.S., Britain, and other European countries found that companies with self-checkout lanes and apps had a loss rate of about 4%, more than double the industry average. Uh, five Below, a discount toy retailer, said that theft at stores with more self-checkout lanes was higher and that it will increase the number of staff cash registers in new locations. Other retailers, as we mentioned before, are making tweaks to their self-checkout policies. Uh, Target has restricted self-checkouts to uh, customers uh, buying 10 items or fewer. Uh, customers buying more than 10 items are required to use the full-service lanes with cashiers. And get this too, Costco said it's adding more staff in self-checkout areas after it found out that non-members were sneaking in to use membership cards that didn't belong to them at the self-checkouts. In a statement to the U.S. Sun, Walmart's press officer Joe Pennington confirmed where the chain stands regarding self-checkouts. Uh, he says, we continuously look at ways to provide our customers with the best shopping experience and also adds that there are no current plans for self-checkout removals nationwide. Now, that may be the case. And as we said here, um, you know, well, a lot of stores are probably not going to re remove them altogether. And self-checkouts are probably here to stay to uh, some degree or another. But it's uh, good to see that a lot of retailers are certainly uh, reassessing their uh, position on self-checkouts and understand the value of having a, a live human being there. Well, Santa Claus comes about once a year, but for the small Italian town of Bari, he's there all the time, buried beneath a church named after his saintly namesake. According to a recent article in CNN, Bari, which is located on the heel of Italy's boot, has laid claim to uh, this alternate Santa story for about nearly a thousand years after the saint's remains were said to have been interred there beneath the Basilica of San Nicola in the uh, small Italian town. Uh, Santa is known as Saint Nicholas, and he's globally acknowledged as the man who inspired the uh, Santa Claus legend. Uh, Nicholas, who is also known as Niklaus, and uh, Nicola was a Christian saint. Uh, he was, wasn't actually born in the frozen north, but apparently in Myra, uh, what is uh, now known today as Turkey. Saint Nick was believed to have been born somewhere around the year of 270 AD and died some uh, 67 years later. Uh, he was revered around the Mediterranean for his generosity, especially in the uh, town of Bari. Uh, this is perhaps why Barisi sailors stole his bones in the year 1087 and then uh, moved them to the town. 
Today, three-quarters of what is claimed to be St. Nicholas's skeleton rests in peace beneath the Basilica of San Nicola, Bari's largest church, and it's uh, regularly visited by Christians of all denominations from all over the world. And uh, here's some things you may have not known about St. Nicholas, according to uh, PillarCatholic.com. Uh, he was made a bishop at a young age. Uh, according to this, uh, tradition holds that he was still a young man when he was appointed Bishop of Myra in uh, present-day Turkey. Uh, the bishop was also known for his generosity, uh, which was exhibited in the uh, popular story of his secretly paying the dowries of three girls who were facing a, a future of prostitution because they were too poor to wed. Uh, another uh, interesting thing here, too, he was imprisoned and possibly tortured for his faith. Uh, as a bishop, uh, Nicholas was imprisoned during the uh, brutal persecution of Diocletian, and several accounts of his life hold that he was tortured uh, during this imprisonment, but uh, never renounced his faith during that time. Uh, the saint was then uh, released under Constantine the Great. Uh, here's another interesting point here, too. Uh, he was a skinny saint. And uh, contrary to the uh, depictions of Santa Claus as a rotund, jolly old elf, a scientific examination of the saint's bones actually found that St. Nicholas uh, was of slender to average build. Uh, by analyzing the uh, saint's bones, scientists also determined that he was about maybe five foot four, uh, which was average height at the time, and uh, he also had a broken nose. Uh, no indication as to where that broken nose came from. Uh, so there you have it, the uh, legend of St. Nick. Well, if you've ever watched a game show, you probably noticed the uh, disclaimer where it says that uh, contestants must meet eligibility requirements. Well, if you were a contestant on The Family Feud back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, during Richard Dawson's tenure as host, uh, you had to undergo a herpes test, according to a new book. In the newly published book titled Outrageous, A History of Showbiz and the Culture Wars, writer Cliff Nesteroff reveals that the game show had to order herpes tests for contestants due to the late host's penchant for getting all kissy face with female contestants on the lips. Uh, according to a report from the Pacific Daily News, the game show implemented a new policy stating that both male and female contestants had to undergo a mouth test with a magnifying glass from medical staff. The testing started after viewers raised concerns about Family Feud, in which Dawson originally hosted from 1976 to 1985. A letter published by the uh, Philadelphia Daily News accused the show of promiscuous kissing and called the risk of diseases that uh, could occur too loathsome to recount. Nestroff says that when you watch clips of that era of Family Feud on YouTube, uh, you see Richard Dawson kissing the ladies, and a lot of the comments say things like, that's the way men were back then, it was a different time, people weren't so sensitive. Uh, but he says, and here again is evidence to the uh, contrary, that all kinds of people were, in fact, complaining. Good answer, good answer. Well, tis the season to be musical, and uh, some songs have become well-loved Christmas classics in our hearts over the years. Some songs, on the other hand, haven't won over our hearts quite as much. We're going to take a look at some of these diabolical creations, and uh, this is a list in no particular order, uh, which is based on some reviews and comments found all over the web. Uh, now, we're not going to talk about songs that have a polarizing factor, such as Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, uh, which has both its fans and its detractors. Uh, rather, we're going to talk about songs that are uh, slightly less beloved. 
Okay, well, here's one for you. Uh, Neil Diamond's reggae version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, this is uh, coming from uh, walesonline.co.uk. Uh, they say you can only assume that Neil Diamond was forced to sing the song at gunpoint. Uh, he seems like a reasonable man, and uh, reasonable men don't sing reggae versions of Christmas classics out of their own free will. Uh, now, they also say that it's actually difficult to hate this song because the uh, message is tolerance and acceptance. But uh, according to Wales Online, they say Neil Diamond's version of the Christmas classic is something that should neither be tolerated or accepted. Uh, this also coming from Wales Online too. Uh, Christina Aguilera, Oh Holy Night. Okay, now I mean, Oh Holy Night in itself is a beloved Christmas hymn. Uh, Christina Aguilera's version of it, well, that's a, that's a different story. Uh, according to Wales Online, they say uh, Christina Aguilera jammed so many extra notes into her rendition that it's uh, technically not even the same song anymore. And then halfway through this, she starts reciting the Lord's Prayer, uh, which ironically uh, makes the author think of, if there is a God, please make this stop. And then they go on to say, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, the jazz band randomly enters from stage left and turns into an over-the-top jam with Christina shouting Jesus Christ repeatedly over the backup singers. Uh, the author also goes on to say that if he were to give it a star rating, he'd give it a black hole out of a possible five. Here's another one for you here. Uh, bon Jovi, Backdoor Santa. Uh, this one here coming from Esquire.com. Uh, they said that this uh, cover of Clarence Carter's 1968 uh, recording uh, fits squarely into the Horny for Christmas canon. They also go on to say that aside from the truly dreadful riff that sounds like someone spilled eggnog on the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's keyboard, it has very little to do thematically or lyrically with Christmas. Uh, it's also interesting to know, too, that this version originally appeared on the first pressings of the charity album A Very Special Christmas which came out in 1987. Since 1992 it's been replaced with another Bon Jovi tune I Wish Every Day Could Be Like Christmas. Uh, also interesting to note too uh, Run DMC sampled the uh, Clarence Carter original with their uh, Christmas and Hollis tune which also appeared on the uh, Very Special Christmas album. Uh, if you want to check out a really good version of the song uh, check out B.B. Uh, King's and John Popper's version uh, John Popper of Blues Traveler. Uh, their version appears on A Very Special Christmas 5, which came out in 2001. Uh, here's another song that's uh, been uh, making a lot of people's uh, shit list, so to speak. Uh, John Denver, Please, Daddy, Don't Get Drunk on Christmas. Uh, this also coming from Esquire.com. Uh, nothing says holiday cheer like a child pleading with his emotionally abusive alcoholic father not to get shit-faced and pass out under the tree again. Uh, now they say while that's certainly fertile and appropriate territory for a country song during the rest of the year, the contrast between the subject matter and the jaunty holiday arrangement here is uh, enough to drive you to the bottle. Okay, now if you think that's bad, get a load of this here. Uh, Tiny Tim, Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Yeah, you, you heard that right. Uh, the uh, fellow that gave us Tiptoe Through the Tulips back in the late 1960s came up with this bizarre ditty in the early 80s about Santa not being able to deliver presents because he has come down with the AIDS virus. Instead of Santa shouting ho, 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 he's shouting no, 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 singing about being in great pain and being confined to a sickbed. 
Tiny Tim, obviously underestimating the uh, seriousness of the disease, assures listeners that Santa will get better after receiving medical treatment, which uh, of course scarcely existed in the 1980s, and he'll be back to delivering presents for everyone next year. Lady Gaga and a song called Christmas Tree, this uh, also from Esquire, they called it an undanceable dance track in which Lady Gaga alludes to her vagina as a delicious Christmas tree. Mmm, okay. Joel Grey, I'm going to put some glue around the Christmas tree so Santa Claus will stick around all year. Now, this also uh, from Esquire.com. A song about a budding serial killer and uh, torturer devising an elaborate trap for Santa Claus, who he plans to hold captive for the entire year. And here's a, here's an interesting one for you here, too. Uh, the Cheeky Girls and uh, Have a Cheeky Christmas. Uh, the, it's uh, this coming from uh, smoothradio.com uh, it's interesting to forget that the uh, Cheeky Girls actually had a surprising number of uh, hit singles uh, despite being the uh, joke act from uh, Pop Stars The Rivals a British program according to smoothradio.com we're not sure what constitutes a, a cheeky Christmas but we assume it involves skimpy hot pants as well as a general sense of shame and, of course, uh, lots of cheeks, no doubt. Uh, rosy red cheeks. Uh, interesting to know, too, the uh, girl scored a number two UK hit single in 2002 with the cheeky song, uh, Touch My Bum, in parentheses, <laughs> which was also a hit single in many European countries. That uh, wasn't a hit in North America. Uh, somehow or another, I missed that one. And how did I miss that one? My uh, radar is usually better for that sort of thing. All right, then. Uh, so there you go. Just some of the uh, worst Christmas songs ever. And I'm sure there's plenty more out there that uh, you can add to the list. And that'll do it for another edition of the podcast. Thanks again for listening. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Fire me off an email at pjpodcaster at gmail.com. Uh, you have a great day and we'll uh, talk again real soon. <laughs>